ओम शरवण भवा वी नाइनटीन पारायण अमंग द मेनी क्वेश्चन श्री रमण महर्षि इज अपॉइंटेड क्वेश्चन अबाउट द यूजफुलनेस ऑफ रिलीजन्स टीचर्स एंड गुरुज इन द सर्च फॉर सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन क्वेश्चन वॉट अबाउट रिलीजन्स टीचर्स एंड गुरुज द महर्षिज रिस्पॉन्स was characteristically precise and to the point he said can religion which teaches you to look outside of yourself which promises a heaven and a reward outside of yourself help you it is only by diving deep into the spiritual heart that one can find the self the maharishi then placed his right hand on the right side of his chest and continued here lies the heart the dynamic spiritual heart it is called hridaya and is clearly visible to the inner eye of the adept on the spiritual path through meditation you can learn to find the self in the cave of this heart however this truth is not easily apprehended by human beings but continued the maharishi in spite of ignorance no man takes seriously the fact of death he may see death all around him but he still does not believe that he will die he believes or rather feels in some strange way that death is not for him only when the body is threatened does he fall victim to the fear of death the purpose of all religions and spirituality is self awakening all spiritual traditions encourages seekers to experience the truth that the search is within and not without the supreme self evoked by lord krishna in the sacred bhagavad gita is beyond time and space beyond name and form beyond ahamkara the false ego and mamakara the feeling of mine however this truth is not easily apprehended by human beings but continued the maharishi in spite of ignorance no man takes seriously the fact of death he may see death around him but he still does not believe that he will die he believes or rather feels in some strange way that death is not for the fear of death the purpose of all religions and spirituality is self awakening all spiritual traditions encourage seekers to experience the truth that the search is within and not without reading of scriptures pilgrimage to sacred places and exposure and adherence to religious instruction cannot by themselves lead to self realization this is why the ancients declare 
that it is the grace of the Guru and self-effort that helps the seeker accomplish that objective. As Vimalananda, the Aghora Master said, the purpose of all spiritual practices in every religion is to disengage the ego from her identification with the limited personality so that it may unite with her perennial personality. The truth of the matter lies in the fact that the law of karma, actions, is the supreme law of the universe. This is why it is central to the Vedic religion. Indeed, it is the very foundation of the universe and no aspect of worldly existence is beyond its operation and no human action can be explained without reference to it. I recall an occasion when Sadhguru Murali Krishna was on a house visit. It happened to be my house and my son, who was 17 years then, asked him whether self-realization was an absolute state or whether they could be a fall from that state or words to that effect. Swamiji gave a very instructive answer and like most of his utterances, it was pregnant with meaning. Swamiji's utterances can be likened to peeling an onion. Unfolding each layer of meaning gives way to yet another deeper layer of meaning. He said that in life there was only promotion. And I completed the sentence for him without necessarily meaning to by saying and demotion. Babaji turned towards me and with a smile nodded appreciatively. This means that meditation or tapas is absolute and everything depends on our ability to hold on to the meditative state. If we hold on successfully, we progress. If we do not hold on and disregard the Guru's instructions and injunctions, we experience a fall. The question is often asked, how should a spiritual aspirant or a sadhaka behave toward the Sadhguru or a universal teacher? This is an important question and should be understood at multiple levels of abstraction. One of the most distinguishing characteristics of Sanatana Dharma lies in the fact that it discourages dwelling upon the notion of sin. If at all, it acknowledges a notion of original sin. It lies in confusing our physical bodies for the Supreme Self. The Self is not the body, mind or intellect. It cannot be grasped by the limited intelligence of the human mind. It can be experienced only after a sense of ahankara which is false ego and mamakara, the feeling of mind and possessiveness is annihilated. As Swami 
Nisargadatta Maharaj once expressed it, divine vision means acquaintance with and crystalline understanding of the universal energy. God and the devotee are one in his very nature. The devotee is identical with God. So long as one has not realized God and does not distinguish between justice and injustice, but with realization the devotee comes to know the distinction between justice and injustice, the essential and the contingent, the eternal and the impermanent, and this leads to his emancipation. The divine vision eliminates individuality. The manifest is clearly distinguished from the unmanifest. When the sense of individuality is replaced with that of impersonal consciousness, the devotee knows that he is pure consciousness. Manifestation is pure consciousness manifesting itself in all the different names and forms. The spiritually enlightened take part in it sportily, knowing that it is only the play of universal consciousness, Alila, the name and form of the spiritually enlightened saint experiences the pangs of sorrows of life but not the sting. He is neither moved nor perturbed by the pleasures and pains nor the profits and losses of the world. He is thus in a position to direct others. His behavior is guided exclusively by the sense of justice. Temporal life must continue with all its complex interactions, but the saint is ever aware that it is only pure consciousness that is expressing itself in different names and forms, and it continues to do so in ever new forms. To him, the unbearable events of the world are just a tame and harmless affair. He remains unmoved in the world-shaking events. At first, people through pride simply ignore him, but their subsequent experiences draw them towards him. God, as justice incarnate, has neither relations or belongings of his own. Peace and happiness are, as it were, his only treasures. The formless divine consciousness cannot have anything as its own interest. This is the temporal outline of the Bhakta. It should be abundantly clear from these lines that the Sadguru is actually none other than the Supreme Self. He is God in human form. Such a Guru is the living personification of the Vedas and the Upanishads. Confusing the Sadguru to be an ordinary human being and treating him casually or disrespectfully 
invites the greatest of penalty. When we come in contact with a Sadguru, we should understand that such an encounter happens as a result of positive savings in the bank of karma accrued from previous lives. The visa to moksha or liberation from body consciousness cannot be secured without the passport issued by the grace of the Sadguru. He or she should be treated with the greatest of reverence, respect and adoration. To do service to such a master is the greatest blessing that can be conferred upon a human being in his lifetime. Such an opportunity cannot be had by merely desiring it. It must be earned by unstinted devotion, faith and surrender. He is the fountainhead of all that is holy and sacred in the universe. It is said that the mere presence of a Sadguru is enough to rescue the universe. Such is the awesome nature of his power, might and glory. He must be approached with genuine devotion. It is necessary to bend the ego, touch his feet and ask for guidance. Supplication made in humility is certain to invite the grace of the Guru. The seeker should maintain a respectful distance and address the master with humility. The Sadguru's instructions must be scrupulously followed both in letter and spirit. It is said that neither the study of the scriptures nor a pilgrimage to holy places, neither rituals nor penance can provide a gateway to salvation. It is the grace of the Sadguru and the Sadguru alone that can guarantee release from the endless cycles of birth and death. Sadguru Murali Krishna is fond of saying, speech is symbolic of the Goddess Saraswati. When we use harsh language, it is tantamount to abusing the presence of the Goddess in us. The Sanatana Dharma says the Supreme Being is said to perform five essential functions including creation, preservation, destruction, wailing and grace. The first three are more commonly known as Lord Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva respectively. The wailing aspect of the Lord is known as Maya or cosmic illusion. It is the power through which all that is actually impermanent appears to be permanent to our eyes. As Lord Krishna declares in the sacred Bhagavad Gita, it is only by the grace of the Supreme Self that the illusion is capable of being lifted. Accordingly, God's grace is essential to successfully go 
beyond the endless cycles of birth and death that the ordinary soul is subjected to in other words in the unmanifest state the supreme being is known as brahman having neither name nor form this can be said to be god as nirguna or without form or attribute in the manifest state however the supreme being is none other than the guru this can be said to be god as saguna or with a form and attribute this is why the guru is extolled and venerated in our scriptures guru god and the supreme self are therefore essentially one and the same it is also for this reason why our scriptures are emphatic in their assertion that there is no salvation or moksha without the grace of the guru every sadguru who has adorned this universe has firmly said and unambiguously asserted this supreme truth it is also said that the experience of samadhi or pure consciousness cannot be secured by the five senses because this is a state beyond the mind senses and intellect it is a superconscious state in which the distinction between the seer sight and seen vanishes in such a state there is no mind there is only subject this perhaps explains why it is so hard for human beings to comprehend this state shri ramana maharishi once said that just as an ordinary mortal finds it difficult to do without thoughts a gnani or a realized soul finds it extremely difficult to have any thoughts a sadguru permanently resides in this blessed and exalted state this is why it is said that such mahatmas are unable to perceive the world or its inhabitants as being apart from themselves this is why it is called state of absolute sat being chit consciousness ananda bliss if our five senses are of little use in delving into our inner selves the use of the sixth sense is however critical to the spiritual journey the sixth sense is intuition lord murugan is the sixth sense sadguru murali krishna has often affirmed intuition as being synonymous with lord murugan by doing so he is affirming the vital importance of developing intuition to delve into the inner self lord muruga is the guardian deity of the sacrificial fire he is the lord of the kali yuga this mantra of six mystic syllables sha ra va na bha va should be recited gently 
to kindle the inner flame of devotion and be transmitted by a preceptor to the disciple sadguru murali krishna swamigal once said that in kali yuga the chanting of the sacred mantra om sharavan bhava is the inner gateway to the supreme self such is the nature of its awesome power and its results cannot fail to be beneficial to the seeker of truth this mantra is associated with lord murugan otherwise known as subrahmanya kartikeya guha skanda shanmukha and others the first two syllables are said to be kumara bijas the middle two syllables are said to be shakti bijas and the last two syllables are said to be shiva bijas a bija mantra is the seed mantra of a particular deity process of meditation said to involve a shifting of the focal point across six stages or chakras from the mooladhara chakra based at the bottom of the spine to the thousand petaled sahasrara chakra located at the top of the head these six stages symbolically represent six abodes of lord muruga parani tiruchendur swami malai tirthani tirupuram kundram and paramudir cholai he is also credited to be the source of the 25 eternal tatvas or principles the six faces of lord muruga symbolize the manifestation of the supreme self in the execution of its five principal functions including creation preservation destruction involution or veiling and anugraham the sixth phase symbolizes pranava om the primal source of wisdom or communion in silence according to some the six syllables express six different attributes including purity bounty light auspiciousness splendor and infinite power lord murugan is married to valli and devayani and carries a veil each representing the force of desire action and wisdom respectively he possesses all the six divine attributes including wisdom dispassion strength fame wealth and divine powers his mount is the peacock which means that he is totally above pride ego and vanity beneath the peacock lies the cobra which means that the lord is absolutely fearless immortal and wise the cock or the rooster on his banner symbolizes the nada brahma god in the form of sound the cock 
heralds the coming of the day and the passing of the night symbolizes the inauguration of the sunlight of confidence by tearing through the darkness of ignorance it should be easily evident from these lines that the grace of lord murugan is indispensable to the attainment of liberation the spiritual search is a search for absolute happiness it requires subtlety of mind and suppleness of intellect to grasp spiritual truths ordinary human experience is familiar with the relative world this world is comprised of duality and the only truth that it admits is the relativity of its own truth spirituality is the relentless search for absolute truth it consists in undertaking an uncompromising journey to realize the self its objective lies in merging individual consciousness with the source from which it sprung in the first place the source is the supreme being variously described as god brahman or atman sanatana dharma or the eternal religion is the only wisdom tradition in the world that accommodates multiple ways to reach the supreme goal of self realization our sages insist that human beings are already self realized they say this in order to instruct us that it is not a new state that has to be reached it is present within us but its presence is obstructed by our ignorance the guru comes into our lives in order to remove precisely this sheath of ignorance that prevents us from grasping the essence of who we are there is another unique characteristic of sanatana dharma that lies in allowing each individual to discover his or her path to experience his or her own truth it is not fettered by dogmas god in sanatana dharma cannot be known he can only be experienced in this tradition to know god is to become god a self realized master is one who has discovered his own divinity deeply connected to it and is in absolute harmony with it that is why it is said that even the five elements air fire water ether and earth pay homage to one so blessed there are four widely recognized paths in sanatana dharma these four paths are evoked in our scriptures in order to suit the temperament of the individual in reality by that it is meant from an experimental point of view they are one and the same for a person inclined to introspection the path of jnana yoga 
or wisdom is recommended the key to such a path is atma vichara or self inquiry for those who find comfort from placing the comfort of others before their own the path of karma yoga is advised seekers who experience unblemished bliss in worshiping the deities are encouraged to follow the path of bhakti yoga and those who are easily inclined to quiet contemplation the path of raja yoga or meditation is suggested there are numerous other paths as well and some of these include shakti worship or worship of the divine mother tantra yoga siddhantam and many others but it is said that in the kali yuga the path of devotion is perhaps the easiest path to god the aim of all paths lies in the accomplishment of a common goal destruction of the false ego or the elimination of ahankara and mamakara it is maya that causes the universal self to identify itself with the limited human body om charavana bhava thus concludes day 19 reading